When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Betches Brides podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Pellegrino, and today we have a very exciting episode planned for you all. I am so excited about this one. But before we jump in, I just want to tell you about some of our new Betches Brides merch. We have brand new hoodies and crewnecks coming out that say, you know, husband, wife, bride, groom. They say it all, but they're in like cool new designs and all of this stuff. We have hats, really cute trucker hats for bachelorettes coming out and all the the bucket hats are back, baby. So head there before they sell out because they sell out really quickly. So go to betches.co slash brides merch for all of that. And I've just got to ask, if you love the podcast, please give us a five-star rating and please give us a good review on Apple because that always helps too. And then, of course, as always, email brides at betches.com with all your questions. We're still doing emails with guests and whatnot, so definitely be sure to email us there, brides at betches.com. And now, let's get into our wonderful guest. Today, we have a returning guest because this was one of our top performing episodes. I'm not kidding. The numbers shot up because you all know her and you definitely love her and you've been like, bring her back. I have with me in the studio, in live from New York City, Caroline Crawford Patterson. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Like, literally so happy to have you back. Me too. This just, is the most fun. It's the most. And each, guys, like, there's a reason she's grown such a following. Not only is she, like, wedding expert at this point, but you'll see on the video, just the cutest outfit like you've ever seen. These boots are really cute too. I feel like could be a bridal thing. I feel like so too. But I still can't like stop buying white things. Mm. It's become like a horrible problem. Listen, you don't have to. White? I don't think so either. And brides, you don't have to just wear white. White is not just Yeah, it's restricting. Right. Exactly. So like how is life? How is married life? Good. We're like almost 10 months in. Ugh. So we're starting to plan a trip for our anniversary, so that's exciting. Oh, where are you going again? I think we're going to go to Paris. That's right, that's right. But j- this is like a makeup trip because we didn't get to go to Paris for our engagement mm. moon and we didn't get to go to Europe for our honeymoon. So on the one-year anniversary, we're going to try to like wrap it all together and oh. finally make it work. That's going to be amazing. You guys are the, you guys are the cutest. We need to double date. Oh, I don't know. Completely. Got it. Us married gals got to stick together. 
Okay, so Caroline, you're back in particular to help us with our wedding dilemmas because yes. you go on TikTok Live and you do this all the time on your yeah. own channels, which you guys follow her if you're not already, but I'm sure you are. Um, so yeah, we just basically, we're going to do like a rapid fire, like wedding questions. We just got a whole assortment of wedding questions from a bunch of brides. Yeah. And then we have an email and then we're going to play some games. I'm so excited. This is my favorite thing to do because some of these dilemmas that you have, you cannot ask anybody that you know about them either because it applies mm. to them or they're biased in the situation. Mm-hmm. So whether it's like reaffirming somebody and what they already want to do or like giving them a new idea of perspective, I'm right. excited. Right. It's not like you can turn to like your bridesmaids because they're all biased. They yeah, all know completely. the person. Okay. So the first one we have, yeah. they said, just got engaged. What do I do first? Okay. The first thing that you do is make a mock invite list. So like real people that you're going to invite, but both of you have to sit down and write down every single person in like an ideal world that you would have at the wedding to give you an idea of the number that you're looking at. Like when you do this, you're going to know that you'll like add some people, remove some people. You'll Mm -hmm. see like who really is first cut, second cut, third cut. But the main thing is you can't start looking for a venue until you know how many people it needs to fit. So So you've got to get like baseline, like absolute minimum, how many people have to be there that we're going to invite and then you can't look at a venue any smaller than that that's so true I feel like a lot of people because I've been asking this question to guests lately like what did what do you do first when you yeah. get engaged but they'll be like book your venue book your hair oh, and no. makeup book. and those are all important vendors to obviously book yeah. early on but like you said you cannot do anything without that guest list you can't do anything without it my friend actually gave me that tip and i was looking at a venue that i had wanted to get married at for like 10 years and she came with me this is like if you follow me i had planned my wedding so far before we got engaged like it was this stupid it. so this is like 6 months before we got engaged and we get back in the car and she's like have you guys made a guest list and we're like we're not even officially engaged yet what do you mean and she's like you cannot have that venue. Like, it's too small. Like, I know how big your families are. You have to make a guest list. And we did. And it narrowed down the venue search and Mm -hmm. completely catapulted the rest of the planning. Yeah. I mean, and it determines the whole, like, vibe of your event. Like, obviously, if you have 40 people, you can do a chic backyard wedding. If you have 100 whatever, obviously, that's going to be a whole orchestrated event. Completely. And it completely structures your budget. Yeah. You can't make, you cannot make line item budgets for things like catering and drinks Mm -hmm. without knowing like your baseline or ballpark, how many people will be there. That's a good point with budget because that's also one of the very first tasks, if not like debatably, some people would say the first, but I guess what comes first, chicken or the egg? Like, do you make the budget and say like, oh, we can only spend $30,000 on this Mm -hmm. wedding so we can only have, because we all know the number one cost is the amount of people right that adds to it so it's like which one do I do maybe you do them both in tandem I think so because then you can prioritize like what means more to you having the people there or getting like other things that you want like the venue or the caterer or whatever right right because you're not going to be like let me have a ten thousand dollar wedding that's my budget ten grand with 200 people exactly and if you are out there doing that literally you're coming on the podcast next because we need to know how how the f- yeah you're doing that because <laughs> that's impossible okay what do the men do the morning of the wedding oh I'm interested in yours of this too but John hired a guy to come host like a poker match that's right and all of 
my bridesmaids, significant others, and my other friends that were staying in the wedding house because we had we had two, one for my side, one for his side. They were next to each other, but they all also joined in on the poker thing. So we had like it catered and they had poker and then they had a party bus bring them to the venue like at a certain time for mm-hmm. photos. I love that. The poker. I remember you said that on our last episode and it's like that's such a fun different thing for them to do. And I like that you could include multiple people like from the other house mm-hmm. to join and it wasn't just a very small like I'm a huge like you I think thinking of significant others mm-hmm. is just as important as thinking of your bridal party mm-hmm. unless you just don't care. But if you haven't thought about it, you should think about yeah. it because it provides this whole like honestly if I have a significant other and they don't know what to do or where to go and they're bored like that affects me and if right. I'm in the wedding then it's like your if ev- mental space mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's so true that's so true you're saying like when there's other like bridesmaids uh boyfriends and stuff that like aren't in the groom's party yeah, yeah it's like what do they do the whole day yeah what do they do and if they don't have anything to do, then it's stress on the person that's in the yeah. wedding because they feel like this level of responsibility. Like you're here for me and my friend and I can't spend time with you because I'm in the wedding, but like you also have nothing to do. Right. So I just felt like we are close with all of our friends and their significant others. And we wanted to make sure that everybody that was coming down to Charleston, like came and had a really great right. weekend and felt like taken care of. I really like that idea. I'm going to a wedding this weekend and I'm in the wedding, but Mike's not. Yeah. And like, thank God he's friends with some of the other guys who aren't. So I'm assuming, and we'll be in the Dominican Republic. So he he can find plenty to do. He can (laughs) lay by the pool. Maybe he can learn how to surf. Right. He can learn, he can take up a new hobby while I'm getting ready from the crack of dawn. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. That's a really good consideration. It's like plan something where, you know, the significant others who might not have other friends there can have something to do. Right. If, if not, they're just stuck in this random city. Yeah, I mean, men, regarding, like, what do men do the morning of the wedding, I love the poker idea. I know, like, some men golf, which stresses me out. Like, Mike oh. thought of doing that. I told John, I shut it down. I have no shame. Like, yeah. You can, I shut so many things down. He was, like, bowling, and I was like, Good. oh, you're going to rent a party <laughs> bus? to take like all these people 40 no. minutes away to go bowling and get back. I was like, no chance you show no. up on time. Literally oh, I thought you said chance. he was bowling. I was oh, like, bowling. Oh no. Or like golf. People show up so effing drunk. I yeah. mean, I'm so sorry, but no. And golf is a whole to do. That's a whole It's all process. freaking day. You no, know, like you, you have time. I get it guys. You have more time than us, but you don't have that much. Time. Um, and you also don't have that much energy. Yeah. When go- John wanted oh. to golf. I was like, excuse me. But like <laughs> when you come into our wedding with heat exhaustion and you're yeah. exhausted like an hour into the reception because you played golf all day. Like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> nix that I would nip that in the bud right away you hear that brides do not let like some of your fiancés <laughs> even think about golfing the day of the wedding I get it it's their wedding day you want them to have fun too yeah yeah they can have fun playing poker in the groomsman suite yeah they do not have to go off on a excursion on the golf course Excursions. and who knows what could happen out yeah. there yeah no what did Mike do um a brunch that's a big oh that's thing. cute I like that yeah that's yeah, a, that's a really, well, that's actually smart. And it was like, I feel bad. I kind of shafted him. I was like too preoccupied with my own bride, bridal party plans. And I was like, just book brunch or something. I like helped him find places and whatnot. And luckily there was a place in our venue that they just did it at. Very convenient. But, um, so yeah, it was fun. They did a brunch and then they watched football, some sort of football games. Oh, see, I feel like, like, yeah. but most important thing is that they eat. Yeah. 
I assigned people to like make sure John was eating. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do something. Yeah. I don't know. They have to be eating and give them food or send them to brunch, whatever. Yeah. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. This one you'll love. Dress shopping soon. How to leave with the one you love and set expectations with your mom. Okay, so I I did go dress shopping with my mom. And it depends on if your mom is paying for the dress, I think. But, like, there is no harm in going alone if you feel like that relationship with your mom is something where, like, she's going to input her opinion over yours or set these, like, levels of, like, expectations. Say, I'm going to make sure you have something conservative or this and this. And it's just in your head. Go by yourself or with a friend to see what you like. Feel confident in it so that when you go with your mom, you almost have this... It's not passive aggressive, but it is assertive in your stance and you're confident in it. So you're not wavered on it. Like I, I say like sometimes it's just, if you ask for an opinion, take an opinion. Right. And if not, just be like, I love this and it's my wedding mm-hmm. and it's my day. And I respect everything that you chose to wear and that you chose to do when it was your turn. But I'm in love with this and I really don't want to leave with something that I'm going to spend the next year 
thinking about over and over and over again, like, did I make the wrong choice? Because I'm going to end up going a different direction anyways, or I'm going to end up upset about it, or I'm not going to feel beautiful the day of the wedding. Right. And I don't know the context of this. Like, these were quick rapid fire, just submitted on Instagram. So I don't know, like, what her mom's doing. But if her mom is like, oh, no, I don't like that one on you, which I'm assuming would be, I would just be like, well, why? Like, why? And get to the why. We always say that on here because then it's like, she has to like kind of almost sound dumb like if she if she's mm-hmm. trying to if, if she's like oh because your shoulders look fat or whatever then it's like that's mean <laughs> like yeah no they don't I and like you said just go in confidently like don't feel like you have to justify but just be like this is the one that I feel best in and if your mom she should support you in that yeah so but I I mean you brought up a good point go with just a friend Or, I mean, I will preach this till the day I die. Go with just a couple people. You do not need the whole brigade there unless you want the whole brigade's opinion. So I just always say you can show the whole brigade, but don't pick it out with the whole brigade there. Like, no. Just the whole brigade. I love that we just made I know. (laughs) Just make an appointment for, like, all the people that you want to be able to see it and share that moment with you. Just don't make that be the same appointment as when you choose a dress unless you're destination shopping. Yeah. That's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right. We'll get into that on another episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. A friend asked me to be in her wedding, which is a month after mine. She's not in mine. Is that okay? Oh, okay. I read this question and I was like, <laughs> obviously that's okay. Yeah. Like, Very I don't, I mean. for tat. Whether this girl is even invited to your wedding, like she knows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she still asked you. To be in her wedding. Right. I just don't. I get that there's some awkwardness around, like, if you're not a bridesmaid in a wedding that you right. had her in a, as a bridesmaid in. I get the awkwardness, but I don't think it needs to be. Because also, like, I don't know. I've I've had, I've seen situations where, like, a friend's been in somebody's wedding, but then when that friend gets, or then when they get married, they don't even have bridesmaids. So it's like, right. I don't, and even if they do... Bridesmaids is politics. Bridesmaids is office such, politics of your wedding. It really is. And if you've been married or you're getting married, I would like to think at least that we all have some respect for another woman's or man's process in choosing who their bridesmaids are mm-hmm. and that we're removing ourselves from being personally affected by that decision. Like, right. it, you are not the main character in that decision. Right, right. There are so many things at play. Even if you think you know all of the factors, you don't. Mm-hmm. So if this girl is willing, like she knowingly is saying, like, I know I'm not in your wedding and I still want you to be in my wedding, then like there's no reason you should care or feel awkward right. either. She just, that's her looking at you as like a good friend who she wants standing by her side. Right. Like, that's, that's that. Yeah. That actually reminded me, we had another one. I forget. What oh, right. The one about, um, she doesn't want her sister-in-laws in the yeah. wedding. Where that one? Well, I was going to say, we always get this question if how do you tell somebody they're not in your wedding oh, party? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But then there's one that says anymore. Oh, how like, do you there like, is one. Oh, that, how do you unask? Okay. Somebody? Yeah. Like there yeah, are yeah. three on this topic. There's like, I don't want my sister laws in the wedding because, but it, she makes it seem like it's because they're pregnant, which I'm, this one is, I, I don't, don't want to ask my sisters in law to be in my bridal party. Both are married and have kids. Oh yeah. And have kids. I didn't understand, like, if the reason is because they have kids, I don't think that they're that's going to go there's, over very well. There's some sort of, like, weird stigma in the bridal community I've been seeing based on, like, questions like this one. It's like, 
let your friends get pregnant. Like, let them. It's yeah. like they can still, they're still fun. They're still your friend. They just might have children or they might be pregnant. Right. That shouldn't really change. Like, yes, obviously that changes if they're going to be able to go to your Tulum bachelorette. Right. And they're going to be able and to let them up. prioritize, you know, like right. don't be mad at them for that. Right. Like you're, I think we need to remember like the reason you're asking them to be in your bridal party is because they're a good friend to you and you want their support and love right. on the wedding day and leading up to it. So if they are bearing child, that shouldn't right. be true. I just like th- that feeds into that narrative that once you're like married and have a house and have kids, like you've completely sacrificed your identity and then re-identified as something right. else. And that that like really causes a lot of stress within women. And I don't mm-hmm. think that you, I don't know if that's necessarily fair. No. But with your family, if it's a financial thing for them, I mean, I would just let them choose. I mean, right. I don't know if I would say it's worth it to cause drama because I don't want them in it because they're married, but I might present them and give them the respect of the decision like, Hey, like if they're a lot older, like, Hey, like, do you care? Mm-hmm. Would you like to be like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're welcome, but I know that your priorities are like a little different and yeah. maybe all of your friends got married 10 years ago or whatever it is. And like, would you, I just want to make sure you're a part of the wedding. Mm-hmm. What would you prefer? Would you prefer to be a bridesmaid or would you prefer to have another part in the wedding? Right. And they'll be honest, like if you, if they don't want to be a bridesmaid, if they feel like their children are too much of a priority and they can't dedicate anything to you. As a bridesmaid, they'll say no. And right. then, I mean, they're supposed to be like your family. So, right. yeah. But would you say even if they are the sisters-in-law, what if she just doesn't like them and it's not because of the kids? Right. Now, if you don't like them, this is how I would go about that, though. Not in a sneaky way. Mm-hmm. I'd talk to my partner. Like, if there really is beef there, you need to make sure there are, like, two parties that you need to make sure are clear. And it, neither of them are the sisters. You need to make sure your partner is clear and has your back and understand mm-hmm. what's going on and their mother. Like right. you do not want somebody's mom being like, like that's where a mother-in-law will really like yeah. show her claws. If they feel like oh, their yeah. children are being slighted oh, out yeah. of their other child's wedding. So like if there's something going on there, you don't even need to be the person that communicates it to her. Like the partner can do that. Yeah. Yeah, but let's like, put them up to communicating some of it. Definitely give the respect of that communication up front if you want to avoid the conflict on the back end. Right, right. But if they're mean to you, they're mean to you. That is where the family gets involved. And usually with these questions, I'm always one for like, it's family. Like, you're going to have them for life. The sister-in-laws are going to be, this is the beginning of like your yeah. relationship with them. Like, if they're not that bad, just give them, just put them in if you can. But I don't know. It's like... If you really hate them, no, you don't have to put anybody in your wedding party. You don't even have to put your direct sister. Our guest we had on last week uninvited her sister to her wedding because her sister, she, she just she felt it was right. Yeah. And so you you can do that. But, yeah, I think, like, this is this is a tricky one. That is a really hard one. You, But nobody, the thing is, is you know the right thing to do. Yeah. Sometimes, exactly. like, you know the right thing to do. You're the only person that knows the nuances of the situation. Mm-hmm. You can protect your peace, but just make sure that you're respecting other parties while doing it. Those right. two things are not mutually exclusive. Totally. Okay, another yes, one. Max. Let's see. Oh, this we've been getting a lot lately. Who do I invite to my bridal shower? So a lot of people are like, okay, do I invite every woman that's coming to the wedding? Which, like, I don't think so, no. I don't think so. But, 
I have heard that people do that to get gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey. Because it's not the most important event. People aren't going to come in from out of town. Right. So I have heard you'd like pity invite. I didn't have a bridal shower, but like I've heard you do like a ton of extended family, moms, This has been a question I've had for you for a while because you made a video about this. You didn't have a shower, but Mm -hmm. you had a bridal brunch. Yeah. Like what is a bridal brunch? I, that was kind of unintentional. So my friends, well, one of my friends decided like the week before the wedding because they didn't have a bridal shower. She was like, we're going to do just like a brunch. Okay. Um, literally like the Saturday before the Saturday of the wedding, because you're getting married in one week and you didn't have a bridal shower, but Mm -hmm. John and I were like, and I always tell people this, like you need to be going on engaged, like engaged dates, like the entire time you're married, like that's how you continue to recenter Mm -hmm. the relationship. And you're not allowed to talk about the wedding and whatever and whatever. And there's a lot of conversation on how many events you should have to celebrate. And I went into that on the side with most people where like, why do you need these events? And later I realized, especially being engaged during COVID, that those events are what make it real for you. And they sort of like snowball this amount of love that you have from your friends and your community leading up to that weekend. So we both did something the Saturday before the wedding. So he did like a groom's brunch with his friends and I did a bridal brunch with my friends and then we all met up after. So it's a tradition, the bridal brunch, is it like a thing or did you guys make it up? We, we totally made it up. Oh really? Like I didn't have a bridal shower and my, my aunts were going to plan one and it was going to be like somewhere where a lot of my family lives and it kept getting canceled due to COVID. No, you don't have to justify not having a bridal shower. So like it just was like, and then I had this dress that I wanted to wear though. It was gorgeous. The tight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was actually a floor length gown and Um, I wanted to wear it for the shower. And then I was like, actually this doesn't work for the brunch. So I took it to the alterations got it chopped. Love it. But I wanted to wear it so badly. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to wear this. <laughs> and my friends felt bad for me for not having the shower. They were like, we're going to do a brunch. John's going to do a brunch. Everyone's going to get drunk, meet up afterwards to celebrate the fact that you guys are getting married in That's a week. That's so fun. That's how you know you have good friends when they're like, no, we now we're planning this. Like, we right. want you to have this extra, yeah. pre, like, feel special. And event. it was just the people that lived in town. Like, I it was nothing that. huge. I like that better than a bridal shower. I liked it better than one, too. Yeah. Because to answer, to go back to the question, it's like, yeah, the bridal shower can either go, can either be nice and intimate. Honestly, take the bridal brunch thing and do that because that sounds... If you have to split it up into three events, that's fine. Like I'm, most of us have family members that go like to our parents like, oh, I would love to do this for them or this for them. Take them up on that. I say like, do a bridal shower that is, and also one of the things... Do a bridal shower that are your mom's friends that you're not inviting to the wedding. Like, I promise you on my life, like, yes, they're going to wish they were at the wedding, but they just want to feel like they're a part of something. You're saying you can do a shower with people that aren't going to be at the wedding. Yeah. That is Uh, controversial. Some people are not going to like that. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, the thing is, is they most of them have been married. Like, they know how it works. Like, they understand, like, especially post-COVID. Right, like yeah. we're done like trying to do things for tradition. Like if it compromises the experience that you have at the end of the day, it just isn't worth it. But like I said, you can protect your peace and still respect the parties involved. Yes. Do a shower, do it your mom's way, have older friends there, let them feel included. They and might want to be, be included like in that way. Yeah. That's a good point. And then it's not like the stress of 
Yeah. It's easy for them and they get to say they were included. Like, oh, they watched you grow up and right. now right. fine, great. I think that that's a good that's a good point. I think traditionally it's like, yeah, you invite to the bridal shower, it's your bridal party, it's close friends, mm-hmm. it's some of mom's friends, it's your aunts, it's those like females, yeah. but not yeah, everybody I mean, I, in the I don't think every female on the wedding, I think that's Yeah, no, that's excessive. A lot. I'm just a fan of splitting up. Do your lingerie shower at your bachelorette, do a bridal brunch. Lingerie shower. Yeah. One of my friends is doing that at a bachelorette. She yeah, was like, that's buy us such all. a big thing she, now. Yeah. She was like, everybody buy me a pair of lingerie. Yeah. We were like, What? For what? And she was like, I'm doing we're doing a thing. My friends did that for me too, and I didn't even ask for it. And I was like, Oh, so like inadvertently <laughs> the little things of the bridal shower got split up. And I just liked it better that way. Like Yeah. Your engagement party is going to be a ton of your friends and aunts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then your shower, maybe it's like your mom's friend or people that you're not like inviting mm-hmm. to the wedding. And then you've got like your lingerie shower at your bachelorette and then do the bridal brunch with just your friends. Right. Intimate. And there's so many options. Like I think for those of you out there planning these pre-wedding events, you can do all of them. You can do none of them. If nobody's going to look at you weirdly if you do an engagement shower, but don't do a bridal shower or vice no. versa. Like... Just do what you think you want to do and do it. It's all very case-by-case basis. Like, if your mom doesn't have a ton of friends that would come to these things, like, I don't know, do what makes sense for your friend group and your family situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I also say let your mother-in-law plan something for her friends, too, if that makes her feel better. Honestly, like, Mm -hmm. there aren't too many events. There There is such a thing as asking your bridesmaids to go to too many events. Yeah. But, like, you don't need them at everything. Right. It just isn't. And if they can't come, like, don't get mad if they can't. It's so worth it to just let these people do events that they want to do, show up, be celebrated. And then when it comes to the things that you really care about, like, you get your way and you actually receive far less pushback because you've Mm -hmm. kind of already let everybody else get their way as well somewhere along the line. Right, right. Like, I literally told my bridesmaids, I was like, all I care about is the bachelorette. If you don't make it to the shower, it's fine. Same. Is a Polaroid guest book worth it? I don't know. I What did you do? I, what did I do? I didn't do anything. You did a photo thing, right? Or no, no? I did no guest book. Really? I just, I, I like how you did the, f- the, the phone booth. The or phone the, booth thing. Not the that booth. was really cool. If I'd done something, or the voicemail thing, yes, right? voicemail. I would have done that, but I really didn't, to be honest with you, like, it, yeah. When am I ever going to look at that again? Everyone asks me this, so I'm going to answer it and I'm going to direct anybody yeah. who asks it to this episode because this is the number one question I get about the voicemails. They, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I have some special voicemails from my guests, but from probably the 10 guests out of the 150-ish that used it because I, a lot of people find that when you have a guest book, whether it's a cool voicemail thing or a traditional one, not a lot of people end up using it. Honestly, if I were going to do, this is so bad. If I were really going to do it, I would do the traditional thing where you like sign your name in a book. Like when you stay at a hotel. Yeah. Like maybe with your like updated address, like I would use that. Like anything else I just think is, I mean, if you really, if you're going between the Polaroid and like the film cameras on the table, I would say Polaroid because you're going, I heard you just don't end up getting good photos with the disposables. So, of course, like, you'll get some fun guest photos that maybe you'll right. you'll want to develop, but not to put in a book. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a lot to give the guests. Like, there's already a lot going on. It's like, I'm trying to picture guests trying to figure out the Polaroid yeah. camera. You don't... I always say guests are stupid at these events. They need yeah. to be told exactly what exactly to do what to and do. when. And it's like, I can't even see them drunk guests figuring out a camera. I just think it's... There are some things that everyone decides what's different for them, but just aren't mm-hmm. worth your time. Exactly. Exactly. Are colored earrings okay with a white dress? I definitely think so, but it's more about whatever the vibe is you're going for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing is a curated look. Right. There's right. not this one way that you're supposed to get married and now you're supposed to look. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem for a very long time is that everybody assumed that there was. Mm-hmm. And then the market began to evolve with like couture and high fashion. But in the bridal industry, it wasn't translating to the level of taste that it was mm-hmm. outside of it because everyone was still constricted with this like traditional and what what other people did and what you're supposed to do. Right. You got like a lot of cheesy styled like earrings and jewelry and stuff like that. And it just wasn't clicking. So I do think that if that's going to help you think out of the box, go for it. But right. make sure it works with your look. Like maybe your veil has colored embroidery on it mm-hmm. and it looks good. Like maybe your shoes are blue or something right. and it looks good. Maybe it's super subtle and it just works with your skin tone. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say to do big pink feather earrings, but. Right, right. Like I see people incorporating like nudes, like tans and like soft pinks and yeah. blues for the something blue. Like play around with that, but maybe not randomly neon green yeah. earrings. But if you did like. What if you had these gorgeous emeralds that were like family heirlooms? Mm-hmm. Why should you, that. you should never feel like you shouldn't wear those. Right, right, right. You know, but incorporate it somewhere else. My sister wore else. a um, ruby, like a dark, a big red ruby ring that my grandfather gave to her from my grandma oh, that's on the wedding day. And she, it was like a big like statement piece. And she was like, yeah, I'm wearing this. I don't care if it's red. Yeah, it looks who great. cares? Every dress and every person is different. Mm -hmm. So the jewelry situation is like piece it together a little bit at a time. And if it works, you'll know it works. And it shouldn't be about the color or the size or whatever. But then try to incorporate that somewhere else too. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well... Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Most guests are traveling for the wedding. Do we need to host a morning after brunch? Ugh, I don't know. Did you do a morning after brunch? No, but I noticed, though, that our parents' generation is, like, super into that. They are? I guess, yeah. Like, they really... I was like, I will not be showing up. Yeah. I will not be... I will not be showing up to your brunch. No one... And John was like, you don't want to see, like, our moms the next day? I was like, fuck no. Like, they can show up in the hotel room if they want to see me. Bro, I was, like, absolutely not. And it's disturbing that you want to, like... Well, and, like, if guests are traveling for the wedding, most guests are flying out back out the morning after. Like, I don't know. It. it I feel like hosting a brunch would... It adds pressure to your travel right. plans, really, truly. Like, unless 
you are getting married. But if you're doing destination, it could look a thousand different ways. You mm-hmm. could be getting married on a Friday and then the wedding weekend ends on a Sunday. But like if you're yeah. getting married on a Saturday and you have your reception and then the weekend ends on a Sunday and you know people are flying out, like don't put stress on their travel plans. Right. By doing like by this other this event. Just because you feel like you should. It's like you as the couple are putting it on because you think your guests want it, but then your guests are changing their travel plans and like attending because they think you want it. It's yeah. like, no, we just both don't if want it. If you really want to be type A, like I would have everybody submit something that said like if you're, oh, and I did this for my bachelorette, actually, for the last day, like, if you would Smart. like to do, if you would like to be included in a brunch option on Sunday, if your flight is after this time, please, like, mark this box. That's smart. And then you could make arrangements for the number of people that said that their flight was, like, after 3 p.m. or something, and hold something at a restaurant or like have a cater or give people like the option and then plan for those that opted into it. Mm-hmm. That's so smart. Cause the last day of the bachelorette is always a toss up. It's like, are we doing something on this? Yeah. yeah. I flew out at 4am back from <gasps> the Miami one. I went to a couple months ago. Oh, right. I, I do remember that. Oh, it was Art Basel weekend. Worst weekend for Miami bachelorettes. Do not go to Miami for your bachelorette during that weekend. And I flew literally my flight. I had to get to the airport at 4 a.m. <laughs> just because I needed to get back. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's always a toss-up on that last day. But I like I that. Get 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 a gauge from your guests and see what they want to do. Yeah, see what they want to do. Before and you if it, I mean, if it's destination, maybe it's as easy as getting the hotel to, like, mm-hmm. organize something. But mm. let your guests decide if it's worth it. Before or, like, have one if you want. But don't be sad when people don't a good amount of people don't go right and I think part of the thing it comes down to is that it is extra cost mm-hmm. yeah so just don't assume that people want it exactly maybe like hear from the people yeah if they want it work to provide it a little bit mm-hmm. but I feel like you would if you did that you would find that people actually don't want that and then you would in turn feel less guilty about not doing it right without one not that to harp on the brunch thing but without one it might be nice to just give your guests some relaxation time too. to like do their own I'm thing. about to go to Dominican Republic for this wedding there's barely any downtime on Friday during the day because I'm getting in Thursday yeah there's my there's downtime is like Friday because there's like a wedding event every night I which would. I'm excited about <laughs> so Brooke if you're listening I'm very <laughs> excited but like she's not doing a brunch the Sunday that if I forget what time I fly back but I'm gonna use that as some Enjoy Dominican Republic yeah. time because, yeah. What do you do about people not RSVPing by the deadline? <laughs> <laughs> no, what, like that's just going to happen. <laughs> that's the th- This question, it, it even just says people not RSVPing by deadline. <laughs> yeah, like it just, they yeah. aren't going to. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Like people don't read instructions. Mm-mm. Like wh- what are you going to do about it? I used to have to literally text. like text them and call them. Just what I did is I looked at the list and then I divvied it up and I mm-hmm. told my husband's mom, her people that she had to contact. And I told my mom, her people she had to contact. Mm-hmm. And then I told John, his people, and I did my people. Mm-hmm. And slowly we like worked down the list and we ended up with like 10 that we weren't sure 
and you just keep them in the headcount. If you have a bigger wedding, just yep. yeah, or keep half of them. Actually, fifty percent of the non RSVPs. Oh, keep them in the headcount. Just keep them in, in the headcount. At the when I you mean, have to are give they, your caterers numbers when you text them? Like they're answering, right? Like the people I texted, they they answered oh, right no. away, and they were like, "I'm sorry, oh my gosh, yes, like no. we're coming," or "No, sorry, we can't." No. We totally have people be like, "We really want to like." These things have to work out first and whatever, whatever. Uh, no. And I'm like, I have to tell the caterer tomorrow. So yeah. tell him. Th- and then even then, I mean, that's just, that's insane. I just like logistically, this is the point where you get all your, like you said, the mother-in-law on board. You have yeah. your partner. You have, everybody has access to the same Excel doc oh. in Google Drive. Teach do them how not to be, use. Do not be afraid to delegate. Yeah. No, that is how you will drive yourself up the wall. Oh, yeah. No, get them on there. You say, you text these people. I highlighted these people in green. You're on them, Cheryl. Yeah. You, these people are in yellow. You're on them, whatever, Billy. Like, you just have to delegate, and then you all check it off once they respond yes or no, and if they they have to send their meal order, you check that yep. in the box, too. It's just like, if you are, But if you get to that day where you have to tell the caterer, and you have, like, 25 people that mm-hmm. you don't have a response from, assume 12 will come. Yeah, that's smart. Because then if, unless, you know, I mean, like, unless somebody has to submit their meal order, but even then, like, get it to them a little delayed, but assume 12, because Mm -hmm. it could be five and it could be 18, but you're, like, right there in the middle and it'll be okay. And luckily, hopefully, most vendors, like your caterer, are going to be a little lenient and expect that there's some buffer, they're always... They know, yeah. They know. They know people do this, but that's ridiculous. Just... If you're a guest in somebody's wedding, at least give Just them a text back when they, yeah. My favorite people, we put our website on the save the date because this was during COVID and we wanted people like to feel free to let us know if they weren't going to be able to make it like if they already know. Mm-hmm. And my favorite people were the ones that RSVP'd when they got their save the date. I was like, you have just like, you've made my day. That's amazing. You, yeah. Immediate invite Immediate. to the wedding. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay, let's see. Okay, next. There's so many. Hair up or hair down? I think that my favorite thing has been hair down, but then up for mm-hmm. the reception, except there are issues to having your hair down, and I think you should have at least three hair trials. Yes. You got to oh. see how, I, I really do. Like, I ended up hating my hair, mm-hmm. and I only had one trial, but like, my, I liked my hair better in my trial than the day of. You know, that's smart. Three hair trials, one for the crazy hairstyle that you don't actually think you'll go with, yep. that you've always wanted to try. Like, this for me, yeah. it's the slicked back thing. I know I can't do it now after trying it, but... I think your hair looks like, good slicked back. I don't know why you no, think so. I said it on Diet Starts Tomorrow podcast this morning. Actually, I look like an embryo with it slicked back. But, but I had a trial with a slicked back thing, and I knew that that didn't work. So you do one with the crazy hairstyle, two with the one you think you... Like, the comfortable, yeah. like the everyday... And then another with like an in-between. It also depends on your veil. Oh, true. Totally depends on your veil. If you're psycho, bring your veil to your hair trial appointment. I think that everybody should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but it does depend on your veil. Um, mm-hmm. And it depends on the wind. Like just have backup options. And you really can't go wrong. But like you need to understand your hair might do something that you don't want it to do the day of your wedding. Didn't so like you have a hair photo? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, Okay, I was at the beach, so I think that my hair had a ton of salt water in it. Oh. And the day of the wedding, she was like, why do you have so much product in your hair? And I'm like, I have 
no product in my hair. Like I don't, <laughs> I honestly don't know what you're referring to. I just got a blowout. And to this day, I'm like, well, you should have just looked me in the eye and be like, go wash your hair. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's clean and the curl will fall out faster. Like right. you should have just been like, go wash your hair. But secondly, it should have been like, if that's not going to work, then we need to pivot to like a hair up style because you might like the hair down, but with what your hair is doing today, with the humidity, with the wind, right. like with, you know, like the salt air being in it and it feeling like sticky, you're not going to like it. And it's not worth doing that hairstyle if you're going to hate it in all your photos. Yeah. Which that would have been a tough call to be like, change your hair so much on the wedding day. Right. But you would have appreciated it more. If yeah. it makes you feel better, your hair looked amazing, I think. Thank I you. just know that because you made a video it about crunchy. it. It was crunchy. It was so salt good. in the hair. So listen, anything can happen on the wedding day. You could have salt in your hair. Clearly. Yeah. No, but that's the thing. Like, I w- yeah, I wish she would have just been like, wash it real quick and I'll blow dry it. And but yours it looks good. Oh no, my yeah, I'm saying for for you, it, it just for the sake of like oh, your yeah. happiness with your hair, even though again you look. But like your hair did exactly what you thought it was going to do, right? Oh yeah, my hair was, I, mwah, yeah, yours was kiss. literally perfect. Thank you. No, my hair person, my my whole glam team that day was freaking magicians. Okay, what do we do about people who aren't inviting, who aren't invited, asking where their invites are? <laughs> what is your? Because I feel like I know what I would say to this. But what would you say? I would, I would, I'm a, I have no backbone in these situations. So I would just be like really nice if they're like, hey, I didn't get my invite to the wedding. And it's like, you're not invited. I would literally just be like, hi, yeah. Oh my God. Um, so about that, you're not, I would just nice as nice as possible. Tell them that they're not invited Invited. and I would blame it. I would make up a white lie. I'm not a liar, but I'm a big white liar in these situations. And I'd be like, look, our venue did not have the capacity or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's just, you, yeah. I think more and more I'm realizing people know what they're doing. Yeah. People, they might not read directions, but they, they know what they're doing in this situation Mm -hmm. and they know it's rude. Like Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 times, it's your parents' friends. Yeah. And they know that it's rude. Mm -hmm. And I think that when someone asks you, it's because they've caught on to the fact that they're not invited. Yeah. So instead of just like. They're not genuinely wondering. Right. Like instead of just letting it be what it is, they're using this conversation starter because they know that you're going to have to invite them after that point. Yeah. They, yeah, which is so weird. I wouldn't want to go to a wedding that I'm not invited to. So I just feel like if you, if that makes you feel better that you, like, you know that they're not coming from a great place when they're doing it, it makes you feel better about like sticking to your guns when you explain to them. But Mm -hmm. I agree that I totally would say a white lie too, or I would just be like, listen, like, you know, building a list is really difficult and Mm -hmm. like we decided to do something smaller and it's just not yeah, really – I mean, people's invitations do get lost in the mail. Like, that does happen. <laughs> but they'll know when you don't have your their RSVP. Right, right. And I don't know. If people – like, if your wedding's that big where some people are wondering if they're maybe invited, it's like then they shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like, everyone who was at our wedding, like, knew that they'd be invited, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, I don't know. Right. But I like your point. They're, they're being rude and they know it, so – you shouldn't feel bad about being a little rude back by saying they're not. Right. 
Or just don't feel like you have to invite them mm-hmm. to avoid the awkwardness. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Next. Head table or sweetheart table. I want head, but I don't want to separate people in their dates. I say don't. don't you yeah. Have to. I don't think you have to with the head table. Yeah. Just try. But you did sweetheart table and I did too. Yeah. And I was going to do a head table at the last second because I remember our bridal parties and their dates all fit at it perfectly right but I get why she's saying this because some venues are like have a capacity limit on tables that and is true let you put dates with them I uh-huh. think I I don't I in no circumstance should you ever separate people from that's their what, dates that's what I think too yeah that's what I think too I think that whatever if to do the head table you have to separate them don't do the head table mm-hmm. that's so awful like yeah then yeah, just, just do, don't do that. Yeah, just do. Or you could do a smaller head table with just like the best best man. Why did I forget the name of best man and maid of honor? <laughs> with them, their dates, and maybe like mm-hmm. a couple of your siblings in the mm-hmm. wedding parties or yes. whatever. Just some of your bridal parties in their dates. And then yes. put the others at a different table if you want. If you still really want to do a head table situation. I agree. But yeah, I don't know. I do wish I did a head she's table talking about. Back. Maybe she's talking about how, like, when everybody sits on one side. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's very traditional. That's, like, in all the 90s shows. Yeah. (laughs) But even then, I mean, if you've ever been the plus one of somebody that's in a wedding, like, you know that moment of relief when the ceremony is over and you get to see them again. (laughs) Yes. You're like, like, babe. Yeah, and you get to sit down with them, and, like, they want to see you. Like, there's always something going on. Like, it doesn't have to be drama between people, but, like, it's a stressful day. Yeah. I'm laughing so hard because that is such a moment. It's like my bridesmaids like ran to their dates because yeah. I kept them like hostage for hours. Same. <laughs> like I had them after the after the ceremony. I was like their photos go first mm-hmm. and like let the dates, you know, like go get drinks. And then I was like immediately cart them to their dates. Like yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't make anybody wait for an entrance or like anything like that. Oh, you didn't do an entrance? No. Smart. That's I just new. thought... Yeah. Like, why? You know, it's... Just let them go to their dates. Let them enjoy. Like, or they've been on their feet for hours. Yep. And it's not even their wedding. Yep. Yep. That's a big topic of discussion these days is the bridal party entrances. I did... We I had them all quickly enter at the same time. So it was, like, fine. They really were, like, fine with it. But looking back, one of the many things I'd change is, yeah, just have them sit. Just have like, them go. Have fun. Like, let honestly, them go. isn't Unleash them, them walking down the aisle and entrance enough? Yeah. And yeah, they're truly. in the program. Like, yeah, they're, they're they've getting been, their moments. They've been archived and they've been showcased. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do the entrance. Like, nobody wants to, like, find some, like, cutesy thing to do with, like, this groomsman that they've, they don't yeah, no, know. No. I mean, no. Should we do our email? Yeah, we can. Okay, so the email says, Hi, Nicole and Caroline. I really hope you read this email on the pod because I know I can't be the only bride in this situation. Well, lucky for you, we are. Needless to say, I'm at a crossroads. Also, I love Betch's Brides so much that now my fiance even follows your Instagram account. We love that. We need more men. Okay, anyways, my bachelorette party is in August and I invited eight bridesmaids plus two close friends. I booked this trip 10 months in advance to give the group plenty of time to save and get ahead like of the wedding and bachelorette boom of 2022. 
We found an amazing house that sleeps plenty of people, is super trendy, close to downtown, and everyone paid their first share of the house in December. Fast forward to now February, I was told in a matter of a week that not one, not two, but four friends slash bridesmaids attending are all pregnant, she has in caps, and now can't come to the bachelorette. Of course, deep down, I'm so sad they all can't be there, and I'm thrilled for them and their exciting news, but now some girls are asking for a refund. The sticky part is we know we are past the cancellation period on our Airbnb, and the host will not make an exception. The house was initially booked because there were 11 of us going, and now that we've dropped down to seven girls plus me, it's making the trip significantly more expensive for the rest of the group if we were to refund all four of them, plus not get their second share of the house. Should I give these four friends a refund? Do I charge them the second half they were expected to pay in August? I know they have expenses by bringing a baby into this world, but they also committed to the house and it shouldn't fall on the rest of the group to pick up the slack. I should also add, I have extended the invite to a few other friends and only one is able to come. Help, sincerely, the the people-pleasing bride who doesn't want my bachelorette party to cost everyone an arm and a leg. I love the sign-off. Yeah, me too. Um, That is really, really hard. Yeah, so I think this is a classic case of you've got to be as upfront as possible when booking the bachelorette yeah. to your friends. Like, because yeah. this, I picked this email because we've gotten this question in different forms very much lately. Yeah. Like, people just dropping out of bachelorette parties and then leaving the others with this payment. So that's where I would literally, whoever's planning bachelorette, if it's you, the bride, and a friend or whatever. I would have like the dates all up front for your friends. And I would say we all owe this total split this many ways. So it's X per per person. We all owe this by this date. And then we can get money back if we need by this date. Like that's where I would just lay out the dates up front. It's going to be more annoying work on whoever's planning. But that way, like it's almost like a unwritten contract. Like you're locking them in. And if something happens, I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to eat it. Like, not like you as the individual who has had a change of plans. Yeah. Like, you just have to eat it. And I mean, I understand what she's saying that it is expensive to bring a baby in the world. Like, I obviously, there, there, and I always say this, like, there's so much more going on behind closed doors than what you could put in an email. But right. say two of the girls, just for conversation's sake, we're actively trying to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So when they agreed to the house, this is something that they, they knew that they were trying to do. So this is like this super joyous thing that has happened. Mm-hmm. And obviously it seems like not that big of a deal because what you're doing is way bigger of a deal than, right. you know, like some girls going on a trip. But then at the same time, it's like, hey, because I don't know when this bachelorette is, but if they can't go, like, I would still go on a trip if I were pregnant. Right. Unless it was literally at my due date or past the point of flying. Right, right. Yeah, it's like, let the pregnant women party right. too. <laughs> so, like, if you are choosing not to go because you're pregnant, it's different than not going because you cannot travel anymore at that point in your pregnancy. Totally. And then if you're trying to get pregnant and you know when the bachelorette is going to be and you can sort of calculate this in your head, I don't know if I would fully commit to it until I got to that point. Like, say I got to February and I was like, 
okay, we're not pregnant, which means even if I get pregnant today, like I'd still be able to go on the trip. Mm-hmm. Like I would just let my nuances be known to that friend up front. Right. But then right. if all four accidentally got pregnant, it's just sort of like you have to eat that cost. Yeah. Like, dang, like you wanted to go, but. I agree. I think as the bride, like that should not fall on you. That shouldn't really fall on the rest of the people who innocently are still going and right. didn't change the plans. You hit the nail on the head. Like the, those ones that pulled out are the ones that changed their plans. Right. And even though that's why like up front again, communicate the dates of like, this is the final date that we won't get our payment back after. Right. Like, but if you didn't do that, even in this scenario, just go I would just nicely say to them, like, look, like, I'm so excited for you. That's so exciting that you're pregnant. Like, <laughs> yay. Yeah. But um, I j- unfortunately, like, I'm going to have to ask that you just still pay that this beginning part. I wouldn't make them pay this the second part. Payment. I wouldn't either. That was my neck. That was my yeah. next thing. Like, don't refund them the, the right. first, but also don't continue. Yeah. Sometimes stuff happens. So, yeah. like it's happened and don't make them pay the second part Mm -hmm. you guys are the group is gonna have to eat that yeah I would just I would do it I mean if you're booking like a destination bachelorette of any kind like traveling anywhere like you kind of have to keep these situations like this take them into consideration when they happen like you know you're gonna have to shell out a little additional money here and there if things like this come up so yeah, I would just pay that second half on split between the remaining seven girls, but then um yeah, nicely say to the others like I'm going to have to ask that you just still like yeah. that we keep your money just because, you know, you changed the plans, but um think of how much you're saving by not coming by not on the going. trip. And I had like I mean, we had stuff like that with someone got covid mm-hmm. and couldn't go, but like if you are trying to get pregnant, you know the risk that you're running. Mm-hmm. Like, you and your partner definitely discuss this. Like, oh, I'm committing to this trip, but we're also trying to get pregnant. So if we get pregnant within these next, you know, three months, it will put me in a position that I can't go on the trip. Mm-hmm. Like, you definitely thought about that up front. So I'm just saying for conversation's sake, if that is a scenario of one or two or all of the girls, like then it isn't necessarily fair of them to communicate that and you've made a decision and while it totally sucks to pay that and not go, don't put that on like other people when you knew mm-hmm. sort of the decision that you were making. Right. Totally. And if you could still go, go. Like don't just not go because yeah, you're pregnant. Drink a seltzer and call it a day. Have some fun. Yeah, you said yeah. it's baby moon. Yeah, little baby. I mean, really, truly, because when you have the kids, it's going to be harder. So go. Yeah. But yeah, that's like, we need to just all in all let the pregnant women party because that's a big thing. I mean, you'll see it in the the themes of these questions. It's like, oh, God, no, my bridesmaid is having a baby. It's like, she's still fun. Okay, let's play some unpopular opinions, shall we? Okay, so the first one is... Getting ready photos are a waste. Use those photo hours for the end of the night. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. I don't think that they're, I mean. Agree or disagree? I disagree because you have like a whole look. I mean, yeah. unless, I guess unless you don't have a look, but like most people have a look. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I knew what you were going to say because you're like the queen of 
the pre getting ready yeah, look. Like, that, like that. that took a lot of time to plan that look. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, you don't need a ton of time, but to be honest with you, I wish I had more time with like getting mm-hmm. ready photos because that was like the the one part so of the fun. day where everyone was like roaming around the house and like exploring mm-hmm. and having fun. Those would have been such pretty, not even for me, like I really, I do think those would have been very gorgeous, pretty candid shots of my friends. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Whereas like the rest of the shots of them are either shared with 200 people at the reception or very posed. Like in the dress. Like the yeah. formals. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think getting ready with your, that's like one of my favorite parts of the wedding day is just getting ready with all my best friends for an exciting yeah. day. Like it's like a fun getting ready together in college, like before the pregame, but on steroids because you're before your wedding day. Yeah. So I don't think those photos are a waste at all. They're actually some of my very favorite. Same, but they're not even like the best pictures they have. The reason they're my favorite is because everything else was 100% for like making sure we got this shot, this shot, this shot. Mm-hmm. But when I look at those photos, I wish I had more because it's re- giving me like the memory it's a recharging right. that memory of that morning with my friends mm-hmm. like those photos are actually for the purpose of what a photo should be which is to re-trigger totally. and bring back that like memory for you right so I don't think it's a waste at all those totally. are the ones I look at again they are less posed and more candid and yeah yeah I love that I wish I had a photographer in the party bus with me on the way to the venue yeah like the whole thing yeah like, that's the only regret I would have is literally not getting the photographer for longer. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. me too. Not the only regret of my wedding. Well, yeah, I have so many. (laughs) But like in this scenario, it's like, no. Instead of, yeah, so we both disagree. They're not a waste. 58% of our audience in the Instagram poll also disagreed. So, yeah. And this person said also use those photo hours for the end of the night. Like, no, if anything, don't do that. Don't do that. The the, drunk photos. No, like the getting reception (laughs) photos. Fab. Mm-hmm. If you want photos for the end of the night, like, and you want the good ones, then you need to be giving people like film yeah. cameras or something because when <laughs> the photographer comes around and everybody's wasted, like, you're not getting the candid party photo, like, you're getting the drunk smile photo. Yes. And those <laughs> don't ever pan out well. That's so true. That is so true. Okay. Nobody wants to work out the morning of the wedding. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. Who's working out the morning of their wedding? I don't really know. Maybe like people that have a destination batch. I definitely did make a video recently where I was like, if you do yoga the morning of the wedding, get your girls matching yoga sets instead of pajama sets. But I feel like I've only seen people do that at destination. Mm -hmm. If you magically have so much time. Like if you have a very small bridal party and you all... A yoga class, little meditation moment. Oh, a meditation. Don't I work out. That. Just meditate. Yeah. Do a group meditation. Yeah. I actually really like that. I could totally see you doing a workout class Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Like if you do a welcome party Thursday, mm-hmm. do a group yoga class Friday morning. Yes. Fine. I wonder if I'm doing that this weekend. I'll report back. Mm. I would like that. That would be nice. But then not Saturday. No. No, no, no. I mean, if, yeah, you're starting to get ready. No, it's like let people have their morning like just I really think that would just make the hangover a lot worse. Yeah. Making me work out? No. Oh, my gosh. 80% of our audience agreed that um, nobody wants that workout. Well, so. the other 20% can work out together. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're the same type of girls. That's the same type of energy, like workout on The Bachelorette energy. Yeah. yeah. I did this yoga meditation thing, but like... <laughs> On your batch? Yeah. So we did like a private class on the beach. 
and half of us were late and I was in that half and it was she was so chill thank god she was so chill but like after like 15 minutes of like yoga that really wasn't even yoga because we were all just like hung over we did like this huge circle like meditation for the entire rest of the time and that was the best see I like that I in theory I wanted to do a yoga on my bachelorette it just never actually happened I forget why the yoga part was not great like we all the were meditation. like we're gonna regret this yeah. and then when she switched to the meditation we all left and we were like wow that was phenomenal but it was yeah. like a cute bonding connecting everybody been traveling so it just grounded everybody to be like mm-hmm. present and relieve any stress or like something might go wrong sounds lovely it set the tone mm-hmm. but thank god for her like thank god for the instructor she was like yoga is not it no yeah that instructor read you guys and pivoted yeah. the plans yeah um okay so this last one you shouldn't do a destination batch if you're doing a destination wedding i think that actually makes sense I think it does, but I'm going to hot take. I used to think, I think if you want to do the destination batch, you totally can. If you want to, if you're having a destination wedding, but I think you need to really preface it when you tell your friends, you need to say literally if one or two of you, even if none of you want to go on this, that's totally fine. fine. If like chances are, you'll have a couple people that still will. Yeah. But you just need to know that like, it could be you and one other friend going. Like, Yeah. Don't be know. the girl that invited people to her destination wedding and then, like, m- ask them to pay even when they yeah. weren't going. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay if you can't go. Right. But you're right. Like, if you if you want to do both, do both. And most weddings, like, we have this weird thing about what a destination wedding is, but a destination wedding is actually most weddings for most people. Right. Like, I know. I think I most weddings when you I go say to, them, you don't live in the city that they get yeah. that it is in. When I say destination wedding, I think I for the most part think it means like going abroad. Me too. Like yeah, because then like everybody's is a domestic wedding. Like we right. don't all live in the same city. Exactly. You know? All domestic weddings, not all, but a lot of them are are a destination for a lot of people right. already. So you shouldn't feel too bad about that. Okay, okay save versus splurge. The yeah. Are, you know, you save, you should save for splurge. Aisle decor. Uh, just be smart about it. Like, go, go in the middle. Don't splurge on it, but do two big pieces instead of, don't do the things on the edge of, edge of the aisle. Right. Unless you have, like, a really huge budget. Like, they always look skimpy and just, like, you're at church. Mm-hmm. But instead, do, like, two really big things at the front of the aisle so that in the photos it looks like there's, like, all this aisle decor going down. Mm-hmm. None of your photos show the edges of the aisle unless you have stuff on the edge of the aisle and they do a close-up photo shot of it. Such a good point because I have seen some skimpy looking aisle decor and it's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. silly. But yeah, I think save. Like honestly, yeah. some nobody notices if you don't. Right. Save or splurge. Do a dinner pour slash, champ- slash champagne toast or skip. Huh. What does that mean? <laughs> like I guess a pour, like... Like, should you spend money to do a, have your caterer or servers, whatever, like pour champagne for everybody to like. toast? Nobody drinks that. Yeah. No, we did that at our engagement party. We were waiting for my husband's dad for like 40 (laughs) minutes. I don't, like none of us knew where he went and we wanted him to be a part of the toast. Mm -hmm. And 
by the time everything was done, like we found, and even then our people already had drinks in their hands. Like we found all the glasses everywhere throughout the <laughs> venue. Like nobody drank them. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think safe. Yeah, and everybody ends up just cheersing with their drinks if you that wanna, they have. If you want to do that, do like a passing after the ceremony. Like that's what we did. We had like waiters with like sterling silver trays like walking around for people to take a glass of champagne for the walk over to the reception. Oh, cute. So people actually drink that. Yeah, because it's the only thing they have at that moment. But if you're in the presence of a bar, like you're just going to get what you want to get. Yep. Just say, everybody go to the bar, get a drink. We're going to do a toast. True, true. So save, look at us, saving money. Saving money, geez. Last one, apps for cocktail hour. Yeah. Like obviously have them, but do we splurge on them or do we just do the basics? I think we do the middle line. Like the caprese, is that how you say it? Caprese. Can, can t- <laughs> okay, what the tomatoes with the mozzarella? Mozzarella. Like that's fine, but it's not gonna make people are actually hungry. That's why the apps are important, right? So like, go something middle of the line. Like you don't need mm-hmm. calamari. I don't think you need to do a ton. I th- yeah, I don't think you need like. Yeah, like fresh. Something slightly what's filling. What's escargot out there. No. But filling, yes. But don't do like filling. the fruit sticks. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Go middle of the line. Right. Go I middle. wouldn't save or splurge. I would be economically conscious. Yeah. And I think a good variety, like have something for the vegetarians. Yes, have always. something for, like have a beef option yes. for the meat lovers. Also, if this is in the budget. And something warm. I don't know. That makes people feel like they're like eating real food true. is when they have a warm option. That's a really good point. I don't know why it calms people That's down. a really good point. Warm, yeah. Instead of just like a veggie tray. Yeah. Like crudite. Um, I love a station of some sort. Me too. Like even if it's like a cheese station. We had a raw oyster situation, <gasps> oh but God. we cut back from other foods. Like so we didn't have, have as many past appetizers so that we could do the oyster fun because it was a very Maryland thing. But yeah, I don't know. I love a station. Yeah. At some points. Or like, I don't know. Our venue was trying to sell us on some like. You can do like charcuterie cones now too. Ooh, that's, I've seen I that. I think we did those for a rehearsal dinner, but then again, like we might've decided not to at the last minute <laughs> or our rehearsal cocktail party, like after the dinner. Yeah. But, like, I definitely remember tasting them. They're very so COVID sure. safe. Yeah, they made us do that instead of the table, but people mm-hmm. – so I think people, I think we had it because I think I remember people liking them more. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, I don't know. And your venue will mind. try to sell you up on all the stuff. Like, yeah. literally ours was like, do the Brazilian sea yeah. bass thing. And we were like, no, like, we're not. This- it was ridiculous. Like, that – don't go overboard with the apps. Yeah. I mean, come on. Just – Make sure they're enough and mm-hmm. make sure they're like slightly filling. Right. So Cocktail people know that they were there. Lies by though. So yeah. Keep that in mind. It does. All right, Caroline, an hour flies by quickly when you're talking to you because we could just talk about weddings all day, every day. Where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, I'm at caroline.j.crawford. And on TikTok, I am at Caroline J. Crawford. Uh, well, thank you so much. Are, what can we expect from you? Just more amazing wedding content? Like, what are you doing? Um, Definitely more wedding content. Hopefully, between all of us, I'm hoping that I can start officially doing my line in the next few months. <laughs> I was and hoping be, you yeah. would talk about this. And I am going to be super excited. I think, though, like, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> like, I'd love to start with something simple and then 
expand pretty quickly mm-hmm. but that's what I'm setting my sights on over the next few months so look out for that oh my god okay yay well when you have more to share from that come to us because I will be waiting yes. we all will um because literally anything you put your finger on within the fashion world is just amazing because you, you just have such a eye I mean look at your Thank outfit you. today we'll take a picture and post it okay anyways um love you always and till death The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.